the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you. At 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's Business Leader. 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black. And your money, I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about the stock market. We can talk about Apple stock. We can talk about how much money money you need for retirement. Are you happy? Are you upset? Are you doing well enough? Maya Angelou, dead at 86. It's kind of interesting. Let's talk about some of the other issues out there. We all die, right? SP 500 down today, one. Dow down 36. NASDAQ down 10. Not, that's not so bad, right? Like, I'm not going to like sell panic and fear. We hit all time highs yesterday on the SP 500 and SP uh, transports. So I can't really make that too negative, can I? Valiant today is increasing their offer for Botox maker Allergen. Okay. Hmm. MasterCard is extending its zero liability ATM policy. Okay. Google's building a car with no steering wheel. Ooh. Ooh. It won't be sold publicly. But Google said today that it hopes by this time next year, 100 prototypes will be on public roads. Top speed will be 25 miles per hour. The cars are a natural next step for Google, which already has driven hundreds of thousands of miles in California with Lexus SUVs and total Toyota Priuses outfitted with combination of sensors and uh, computers. So those cars have Google-employed safety drivers behind the wheel in case of emergency. New cars would eliminate the driver from the task of driving. No steering wheel, no braking, no gas pedals. Instead, buttons for go and stop. You ready for that? Um, it's kind of like a chairlift, you know, where you get in it and it moves and you get to the end and you get off. So it might be perfect for corporate campuses. Um, it might be perfect for congested downtowns. We'll learn about this, right? So we have a short week this week. Who doesn't like a short week? Me. No, I love a short week. What am I saying? Like, I love a short week. So we're already at hump day. Hump to the hump to dump. Support for the stocks this morning has been a little bit tied towards better than expected earnings from Toll Brothers. Michael Kors, Valiant. Raising their cash portion for the bid for allergen. There is no economic data today that's important to me. None. 
I could talk about treasuries and issuing of debt, but no, no, no. So I think all we have right now is first quarter GDP, um, a re-release of expectations. So, okay, so first quarter GDP, January, February, March. But are we in June? Kind of, right? Um, so we look back at it one more time. We get what's called the second estimate, and there's going to be one more that comes down. It's old data to me. It's a nice headline if it's a surprise up, but, you know, that's who wants to be nice? I want to be naughty. I don't want to be nice. I don't want to be... You're with me, right? So it's a nice headline. Nothing to get jump up and down about, unless you like jumping up and down. Then, if you like jumping up and down, you got the whole world to look forward to, right? Um, you know, as the market's been open now for roughly 45 minutes, it's gotten a little worse. Worthy of note. McDonald's is going to return 18 to $20 billion to shareholders. I didn't form of dividends or share buybacks. That's kind of big. It's a 10 to 20% increase over the amount of cash return between 2011 and 2013. I like my buybacks. I cannot lie. Fast food chains planning to refranchise at least 1,500 restaurants by the end of 2016, mainly in Asia Pacific, Middle East, Africa. That's a 50% increase in refranchising activity. Refranchising, what is it? You know what a franchise is, right? So what's a refranchise? That involves the sale of a corporate-owned property to franchisees. It's used to free up cash and expand the chain. Companies also going to review and analyze its general administrative spending with a view to allocating resources to higher return initiatives. Strikers in the news today. They're one of the top gainers. They said they're not planning to make a new bid for Smith & Nephew. So Stryker is a big uh, medical device company. Twitter in the news today. There's a security guard here at KDO uh, Cron. I'm doing radio right now for KDO Debbie, but you get the idea. Twitter was amongst the advancers in the tech sector today. Numora analyst Anthony, Anthony de Clemente. He raised his rating on the social network in company to buy from neutral. Twitter has been falling. I've got a security guard here at the station that I work for. He's like, what's up with Twitter? I'm like, eh, IPOs are tough to own in the first year. It's got a great story. It's well below its IPO. But honestly, at 30, there's a lot less risk than there was at 70. I saw yesterday they made another $100 million plus dollar advertising relationship where they're different. They're different than Facebook. Now, you may want them to be Facebook, but no, they're not. No, no, no. So there's a pessimism phase going on right now on Twitter. Um, that's worthy of noting. I don't know. Is it worthy of noting to you? Maybe, maybe not. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, so Twitter's a winner today. McDonald's a winner today for those two reasons I told you. Obviously, um, share buybacks people like. McDonald's a $101 stock, which is interesting about McDonald's. It's a stock that's pretty easy to hate, and yet it's still up year over year. So... McDonald's is the kind of company that has to defend their marketing to children. That's awesome. Like, I don't know if you're with me or without me on that one, but 
I find that one fascinating. So what other big stories do we have to talk about, you might ask? Um, as far as the 10-year Treasury, I think that's worthy of noting it at 2.47%. So if you're a mortgage lender, hallelujah. It's like another chance to get people into low-cost mortgages, like really low-cost mortgages. So there's a little bit of month in buying in the month of May on securities, i.e. portfolio managers are trying to position themselves to show you where they are. Treasuries rose after an unexpected jump in German unemployment. Oh, no, not the German unemployment scenario. Hans Gruber is going to be upset. 30-year Treasury sank below 3.31%. You can get a pretty cheap mortgage right now, ladies and gentlemen, or a pretty cheap refi. Cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. It's like a bird sanctuary in here. Thank you, Twitter. Thank you for chiming in. We could always have Twitter on our side, right? You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. You can find me on YouTube, robblack.com. That's robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't be shy. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. I always look forward to chatting with you. Please don't be shy. Um, thanks for listening. I want to throw that in there. I took last week off. A couple of people complained that the podcast wasn't updated. And, you know, honestly, I could update it with, like, best ofs. I could update it with, you know, some special quality uh, content. But on occasion, I think it's okay for you to take a, a break. I really do. Um, I don't think you have to work crazy. I, I don't think you have to follow the market crazy. I want you to max out your 401k. I want you to be young and beautiful and vibrant as much as you can be. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. The SP 500 is down 3. The Dow is down 44. The NASDAQ down 14. Joining me now, CFP, Chad Burton. Hello, Mr. Burton. Hello, Mr. Black. We were talking during what we are going to talk about. And we're going to talk about education and incomes and how they collide, uh, especially heading towards retirement. What's your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, if we talk about it in terms of, you know you have enough to retire. Okay. You know, you know you're know, you on track. Um, what's an easy way to realize that is you have, you know, plenty of cash, and you're basically just living off your Social Security and the dividends from your stocks. Yeah. And that's even more than enough. Even most of your dividends you're reinvesting. Yeah. You have more than you need. Good. Right? You're, yeah. you're in great shape. You're spending what you want. And you know you're going to be leaving assets to kids. Mm. So then you get to think, start thinking about different things. 
Um, and it's really important to look at your overall family situation and, and do tax bracket management when it comes to your investing. So one of the things that you look at is, is I gave an example uh, on the show yesterday, on the 1 o'clock show, about, uh, you know, let's say Grandma has a $200,000 IRA. She doesn't need it. She's taking minimum required distributions from it. That's kind of a nuisance. She's got a lot of extra cash on the sidelines, and she's not that high of a tax bracket. So she decides to convert the IRA to a Roth IRA, right? Okay. She has to pay the taxes out of somewhere else. But her idea is she wants to leave it to her granddaughter. And uh, so if she's 70 years old, and even if she gets like a 5% rate of return in 20 years or so when she passes, that's going to be over, well over half a million dollars. Nice. Nice grandmother. In a, in a Roth IRA. And in a Roth IRA, you don't have to take required minimum distributions. So it just compounds tax-free for, for whoever you leave it to. It sounds like a Mitt Romney kind of deal. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So, I mean, what's so great about that is that if you name the beneficiary the right way, when grandma dies, granddaughter can roll it into an inherited IRA, Roth IRA. An inherited Roth IRA. What does grandson do that was so wrong? Well, so, you know, just only child. Okay, okay, um, okay, fair, fair. I could make up another story, like died in a bad car wreck, motorcycle, usually a motorcycle versus car. That's not funny. <laughs> That's what you hear in the Bay Area all the time. You know, I had an eight-year-old cousin die in a motorcycle wreck. No, he didn't. No, I didn't. So. Anyways, moving on. So, so granddaughter inherit, and it's it's an inherited Roth IRA. In the the process of that, they actually it, it's fairly simple. You have to work with people to make sure they know they know how to do this. But once granddaughter inherits it, she she has to pull out a little bit each year based on her life expectancy. But a thirty yeah. year old, that's a very small amount. She can pull out more if she wants to. So if she needs the money to go back to college, to buy her first house, she can pull lump sums out totally tax free and make it last all throughout her retirement. And even the required minimum distributions are typically less than the growth rate. If, you know, if the market is, does what it's done in the past, um, you can make them last multiple generations. So here's a story for you. Talk about multiple generations. Do you know who I'm related to? My aunt is? Your aunt. Uh, uh, Shirley Temple. Black. Shirley, Shirley Temple. Temple Black. So her husband was an orphan. My, uh, my dad was an orphan. My dad's sister was an orphan. So she, her, so, wait her, the ones so they got adopted into the family. Yeah. Okay. So he got adopted. Her husband Charles got adopted by the richest guy in California, basically PG&E. Was it Daddy Warbucks? It could have been Daddy Warbucks. Because <laughs> this sounds really familiar. That's who she ended up marrying. Was orphan son of Daddy Warbucks. Oh. Daddy uh, PG&E in this case. My dad never got adopted. Talking about, I was this close to be in the son of a wildly famous, wildly wealthy person, and I got my dad. <laughs> Sucks to be me, huh? I don't know where to go with that. Charitable remainder trust. Issues. I know, I know. Charitable remainder trust. Oh, yeah, this is my favorite type of planning. Really? Absolutely. I love... What's your favorite charity? Um, gosh, well, one of, one of my favorites I like um, for a global one is Heifer International. Okay. Um, for local, I love Sh- uh, Shriners Children's Hospital. They do amazing things. They do. The heifer is the Bill Gates one that you can give a cow to a, someone and they'll actually get milk out of it. Yeah, not just a cow. You buy them goats, chickens, and things like that. And so we used to give out, you know, and back in the oh five years ago plus, you know, at the holiday time we'd give gift gift baskets and to clients and you know Thanksgiving time things like that. And we realized that this just doesn't, you know, big deal. People get, I get four or five of those in the holidays from mm-hmm. various people that I work with. No one ever gives Attorneys, CPAs, things like that. 
I'm not liked. So we decided to take that money plus times two and then just give it to Heifer on and on behalf of our clients uh, each and every year. And it does a heck of a lot of good, and I think people appreciate it a lot Can you more. do it on behalf of Rob Black? Like, yes. Just so I could get some charitable name going out there. Like, yeah. I'm all that in a bucket of chicken. Okay. Okay. So I got Let's do the rest of the events. Just have people write the check directly to charity for the rest of the year. That'd be great. Let's do it. So the problem is people don't have checks anymore. That's true. Let's let's have them app it. I know people would get so concerned about doing stuff online, but uh, more of the fraud for money is on written checks that get washed. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I'm intentionally staying away from the California, University of California, Santa Barbara tragedy. I, I guess we just need some time to reflect before we go there and hit anything other than the fact that it's a disaster um, and a tragedy. One of the things I try to do on the show is to bring up the concept that tragedies happen and you need to be financially prepared for them. Whether it's your car's fan, you know, stops blowing and suddenly your car overheats and you blow over an engine. Um, which, you know, here's some financial advice for you. If your car's overheating, stop the car as soon as you can. And if you can't, turn on the heater full blast and stop the car as soon as you can. So do not continue to push a car that's over 200 degrees. Do not continue to push a car that's, you know, cracking, cracking higher, higher, higher. It's not worth the financial risk that you take. Anyhow, um, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. I love you. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. It's Rob Black and your money. Don't be shy. one 800 Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Starbucks is testing a dinner market with a croissant burger at their new La Boulange restaurant. So Starbucks and San Francisco chain La Boulange Bakery, they're opening a quick service restaurant in L.A. It's going to be open for dinner. The menu is going to include pastries in the morning, salads and sandwiches for lunch, and items like croissant burgers for dinner. The restaurant will also serve cocktails, beer, and wine. So what does a croissant burger look like? It doesn't look too bad um, as far as quality goes. The restaurant's going to have the same name as the chain's bakeries, the Loublanche. It's going to remain open three hours later until 10 p.m. The concept was developed with a modern farmhouse kind of theme. So good for Starbucks trying to, again, be more than just a breakfast place, breakfast destination, right? You kind of get it, I think. Um, I hope you get it, because I don't think it's that tough of a story to grasp and go for. Um, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Open phone lines, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Again, anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. 
We can talk about stocks that can make you rich. Okay? I know everyone loves stocks. And I'm like, I'm more of an index guy or ETF, ETF guy for my, most of my listeners. But everyone wants stocks. You know, do you want a miracle drug company? Do you want uh, a growth company at a low valuation? You know, one of the stocks that I think still has some growth in it is Facebook. They're supposed to grow their earnings this year 62%, 28% next year. So on any sort of weakness, I find it very, very interesting. It earned $1.5 billion in just the first three months of the year. That's tough for you to grasp. Um, I don't like Facebook the service. I find that way too many people give up way too much information. But because they control Instagram and WhatsApp, it's it's tough to compete. I mean, it's tough to to say that where are eyeballs going right now? Um, there's a company called Amber Road. This is a company that helps in freight. They help importers and exporters negotiate tariffs and trade restrictions. It can you know help them. Um, get their products to market. It operates in 125 company, countries. No one's ever heard of Amber Road, and that's one of the reasons I like that. Ticker symbol is AMBR. Um, if you continue to think that there's going to be transport and shipping, they're going to be around. These are stocks sometimes that are well-known, like Facebook, Amber Road, not so well-known. Companies drilling for oil and gas, you've heard about them. How do you get that liquefied petroleum? Propane, butane, ethane. Uh, how do you get it from point A to point B? There's a company called Navigator. Ticker some NVGS. Now, I would not want to be on one of these ships because you keep hearing about like propane trains and things like that blowing up. But this is a company that does shipping vessels. Um, sales up 62%, profits up 34% just last year. Ticker symbol on this one is NVGS. Priceline.com. Um, honestly, the whole online travel industry is pretty healthy, if you think about it. It's an industry that's killed the, on, the, the regular travel agent on a lot of levels. Company's just getting started, Priceline. They compete with Orbitz and Expedia, so you know your competition. Um, and that's about it. As Priceline signs up more users and more hotels, it brings more customers to their site. Visitors book more reservations, which makes the site more valuable to hotels, customers, and stocks holders. Priceline's success in the U.S. is impressive. Quite honestly, in hindsight, look for weakness to buy that type of company. So, again, I'm not telling you what to buy. I'm telling you what I'm looking at. Now, do you want a hot biotech company? Well, I don't know. Depends on what you need. Here's a stock that's been as high as 50, as low as 9. If you've ever watched the show House, you know, the medical drama starring some sort of grumpy English person, um, there's a disease out there that no doctor wants to consider because there's no cure, called amyloidosis. Uh, there's a company called Tiny Prothena, Tiresome PRTA. They're trying to come up with a happier ending for this disease. 
early stage trials on their drug, which is called Neo001, which is kind of kind of cool, right? Neo, do you take the blue pill? Do you take the red pill? Um, tremendous results so far in early tests. Drug has many hurdles to clear. They have to advance more studies uh, because this disease has no cure and because the drug has been shown safe in early tests. It could get rapid approval. It could be a massive home run stock. Uh, the company is also testing treatments for Parkinson's. Companies expect you to lose money because when you're coming up with a cure for Parkinson's and you're coming up for a cure for a disease that has no cure, it's pretty impressive. Now, its headquarters are in San Francisco, but it's it's technically registered in Ireland. Once again, why? Why? Because America's tax laws make it more profitable for companies to do so. There's a stock that seems to be doing really, really well, although I'm very leery of these kind of semiconductor plays on the iPhone or on tablets, because at some point in time, the bigger companies like Apple and Samsung can you know, shift product. Could ship uh, just a tiny shift in who gets deliveries and who doesn't. Who gets chosen. So, Skyworks, sicker symbol SWKS. Their products are in phones. About half of all the phones sold. And when you say half of all the phones sold, and just to add some words, so half of all the phones sold in America, half of all the phones sold in China. As more people upload photos and videos, the companies, amplifiers, modulators, synthesizers, switches, the demand soars for it. So Skyworks looks to me a lot like Apple. It's got a cheap valuation, although they're not Apple. They don't have that protection. One of the Web 2.0 companies that I like on weakness is a company called Workday. Um, PeopleSoft was a hot human resources company. So the same people that's basically made PeopleSoft a computer company, Workday is very similar. It's a human resources and financial management company that delivers software and services via the cloud. So instead of selling products to clients who keep returning for upgrades, Workday sells its software on an as-needed basis. Ticker symbol on Workday is WDAY. Consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks mentioned on the show. I'm not a big gambler, but... If you were a gambler, you'd probably know three or four of the prominent names out there. One of them is called Wynn Resorts, W-Y-N-N. If you ever go to Vegas, there's no shortage of people gambling. So Wynn Resorts is an operator of Vegas casinos run by gambling mogul Steve Wynn. The domestic gambling recovery isn't what's driving the company's earnings. That's important to know. Instead, Wynn is a long-term buy in large part because of the properties it's developed on, on China's Macau. It's got a growing present on the island's Kotai district. So even though Macau generates ten times more gambling revenue than Las Vegas does, the gambling business is growing much faster than Vegas's in Macau. So should you invest in Sen, whether it be tobacco, whether it be alcohol, whether it be gambling, Sin's been around for 2,000-plus years. I have to imagine they'll be around for 2,000-plus more years. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. We can talk about some of the basics. I think one of the first basics that you need to know is a budget and an emergency fund. Um, 
I think you need to be careful when you're renting. I think you need to be careful when you're owning a home. Renting um, is sometimes you underestimate the cost of moving from place to place to place. So you look at your rent as X dollars, but you also have stuff in storage, so it's really X plus whatever's in storage. So I think it's important to get your priorities in line before you rent so that you know what you need and don't need, whether it be public transportation or a gym or not kind of thing. You always want to see the place before you move in. You always want to read the lease. I know the lease can be two whole pages, but it's good. And ask your Uncle Rob to buy you a beer and read over the lease with you if you can't stand it doing it yourself. So if you rent and you have anything of value, you should get renter's insurance. Um, A lot of times homeowners, apartment owners, make you have renter's insurance, just so you know. So uh, sometimes you forget a lot of the basics that go into renting. Teach calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I do have an event coming up that I hope you'll be able to make. It is tied towards wealth. It is tied towards retirement. It's tied towards the things that you need to know. I'm going to be going over dividend stocks. It's going to be in Palo Alto, June 19th at the Elks Lodge. So a couple weeks away. Sign up right now at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Strategies and solutions. The bottom. I can see, I can see, I can see the beauty in the mouth. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. I kind of pride pride myself on this. Hopefully uh, you do as well. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Some of the top stories of the day, taking a look at the markets. Um, We have the euro sliding versus the dollar. Some disappointing data out of European Central Banks. Ten-year Treasury has tested its 2014 lows, which is artificially good for the stock market. I don't like it because it's kind of like what could be a good analogy here. I don't know. Um, it's kind of getting a performance boost, maybe like a steroid where you'd prefer that you'd put the work in at the gym, lifting weights and running and getting your cardio up and doing it again and again and again and again and repeat, repeat, repeat. When you have cheap money, it's it's easy to borrow money and it's easy to get a return on It's easier to get a return on investments. It's easier to get a return on um, some of your costs. So borrowing money cheap is better than borrowing money expensive, whether it's you, me, whether it's Apple, whether it's whatever corporation you want to come up with. 
did a piece yesterday about gold and how weak gold is, and I'm just not into it. Some people are. I'm not. Google's built in a car with no steering wheel. That's kind of cool. I can get into that story. How about you? Or do you go, I don't get it. The fact that they're going after an industry that hasn't seen a lot of change, the electric car, um, gas-powered vehicles, going from point A to point B, if we can change the way we go from point A to point B, it would be kind of interesting. Remember that girl in Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory? Where she just goes, but I want it. That's where you need to be kind of careful in life. A lot of people spend a lot of money because they want it. And you don't need it more often than not. 10% of the entire population is left-handed. 20% of twins, though, are left-handed. What does that tell you? See, I don't know that one. I don't know. Maybe you could tell me something on that one. Um, do you have a favorite Maya Angelou quote or read? And if you do, shame on you. Because I don't find her, how shall we say, all that enlightening as far as poets go. Um, Hulk Hogan. Now, I find him very, very quotable compared to Maya Angelou. Hulk recently said, all is well. Life is good and things are happening exactly the way they're supposed to happen, brother. I kind of agree with that versus Maya Angelou. Now, again, I know some of you are upset. She's dead. She's not coming back. I get it. Do you want me to do a Maya Angelou quote? Because it's not going to happen. I'll do a Hulk Hogan quote. I ain't going to Maya Angelou. Just not going to do it. Or as my good friend, not my good friend. (laughs) I've never been friends with George Bush, but not gone, not gone, gone. Not going to do it. Um, things that we need to talk about. Do we really have to talk my Angelo? I am a caged bird. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have created myself. <laughs> I have taught myself so much. I am a caged bird. Okay, so I don't, I don't get the my Angelo angle. Um... ATM machines, cash piles. ATM machines, cash piles. Um, I'm not a big ATM machine kind of guy, but if you take a look at companies like Apple and Gilead Sciences and companies like ADT and Intuit, they've just got a swelling cash flow in their business. They're generating Dollars and dollars and dollars of cash from operations. Free cash flow machine. Not a lot like an ATM. I kind of like looking at the cash flow of corporate America. Again, ATMs don't work for me. I, I hate the idea of paying 2 $3 to get my own money. So especially when most times you need 100 bucks and then you're paying 2 to 3% or you, shh, hopefully you don't get 20 bucks. If you ever get 20 bucks out of an ATM machine and you're paying 2 to $3, dollars, you're insane. You're paying 10 to 15% to get your own money. But cash flows are increasing at ADT significantly compared to the revenue. Gilead Sciences, Intuit, Marriott, Paychex, Altria, Citrix, Intuitive Surgical, Facebook. Free cash flow is important 
the ability to fund your own business, the ability to fund acquisitions. So seeing the cash on a balance sheet, seeing the short-term investments double on like a year-over-year level is pretty impressive. Other companies that have amazing free cash flow, Visa, Verisign, MasterCard. Um, these are things that I like. Cash flow is kind of like um, an attractive feature. You know how sometimes when you look at members of the opposite sex, you look for like maybe studliness, I don't know, masculinity, strength. Maybe you're looking for sense of humor. Cash flow is something you should be looking for. So McDonald's saying they're doing $20 billion in buybacks and dividends. It's pretty nice. Um, It's better than a stick in the eye. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. We can use the calls. I'm Rob Black. You're listening to Rob Black your money. Talking all things financial. Got a big event coming up in Palo Alto. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. And that's when defeating American nation. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Again, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about um, money, investing, and more. You know, quite honestly. We could talk about how to get to retirement. It's something I pride myself on as a goal of the show. I don't want you to be a client. I don't want to know you. I don't want to sell you a product. I don't want to make a big commission on you. I want to get you to retirement. It's my only goal. It's pretty admirable. Of course, I want to get to know you along the way sometimes. I think there's something nice about knowing your listeners and caring about them. So, with that said, um, please don't ever be shy. I think that would be a mistake. Um, Some thoughts as far as the markets go. I could do that if you want. Or I can go a different direction, because I've already talked about the markets, and let's face it, I think that a lot of times people focus a little bit too much on the day-to-day of the markets. And I kind of want to get you off that. Do I want you thinking about other things financially, like an adjustable rate mortgage versus a 30-year versus a 15-year? Yeah. I do. So you should run the numbers. So some issues out there, old car, new car, always go with the used car, in my opinion. Two years used is perfect, especially if you can get some sort of dealer warranty on it. I think they're perfect. When it comes to taxes, if you have a complicated situation, a couple houses, Rental property, a business, I think you should use a CPA. If you're pretty simple, do it yourself. If you don't have a lot of complications in your life. When it comes to other issues as far as financial professionals go, somewhere around 300000 I think it, it becomes worthwhile looking at a CFP. Not because I'm you know on the take from a CFP, but because that's when you start, you can't afford to lose 
that kind of money. You can't afford to make bad decisions. But again, some people want to do it themselves. I think it's a mistake. Someone contacted me last week who had $4 million and was asking for portfolio advice. I'm like, $4 million, you really need professional, someone who knows you, someone who has a relationship with you. And I think I might have upset him or pissed him off because he thinks that he knows me. He thinks that him and I have a relationship. And I don't know your age, your income, your assets, your liabilities, your time frames, your wife, your spouse. I don't know any of those issues. Uh, Children, healthcare, ideas, religion. Do you believe in charity? Do you not believe in charity? I wish I could, you know, make this up and go, absolutely, you know. This is exactly what you want to be looking for, but I think that would be a bad advice. Um, and I think it would hurt you. I will get as granola or as micro as talking about Trader Joe's. Um, I think if you're buying fruits and vegetables at Trader Joe's, you're making a mistake. I think you can get organic and non-organic food a lot cheaper as far as fruits and vegetables go. Frozen fruit, fruit, same thing. Um, If you're going to Safeway, you would get frozen fruit for blueberries, strawberries, much, much cheaper. Organic chicken, same thing. So Trader Joe's not that good. Now where Trader Joe's like you know hits a home run, toothpaste, crackers, nuts and seeds, um, yogurt, so some beef, some cheeses. I think you should learn you know three or four places to shop. You know is there any shame in buying a hundred paper towels? No, because you're going to probably use a hundred paper towels over the next two, three, four years. So, bulk up. I like buying in bulk. I like buying commodities for my portfolio. Maybe somewhere between 5 to 20%, depending on your level of risk. I think buying commodities improves performance. Now, I'm not a big gold guy, and gold is a commodity. There's three types of commodities. There's metals, there's energy, and then there's agricultural. Um, you could probably come up with another group, but I can't, nor will I for radio. Commodities, to me, are attractive in large part because it does seem like we're paying more for meat. It does seem like we're paying more for you know, gasoline and energy. A really good commodity fund, I think, helps your portfolio. The exchange-traded PowerShares DB Commodity Index, ticker symbol DBC. It's got 14 commodities in it. It's returned a meager 2.9%, but they've got a record of coming out ahead in down periods, which is kind of one of the reasons you own commodities. When the market's reacting to fears of inflation or inflation, those commodities are what are inflating. And you want things that go up, that get bigger, Versus things that are on the limper side or get smaller. There is another fund. I just gave you one. Here's another one. Harbor Commodity Real Return Strategy. Ticker symbol HACMX. It's been successful. Over the last five years, it's got an annualized 6.5% return. That beats about 85% of its peers. 
Now, over the last five years, the market's up 150%. So why are you settling for that meager 6.5%? Because at some point in time, the run in the S&P 500 will lighten up and even turn negative for a year. And it's that year that you expect commodities to continue their slow but steady per, you know, move up. And that's what gives you protection. Now, again, should everyone have commodities? Nah, you could make a case. I, I don't have to win that battle. I don't have to be right, per se. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Um, other things that you should think about as far as being young or as far as you know your portfolio, you should check it twice a year. Maybe that's all you have to do. Maybe that's all you have to do. Um, I've grown to love concepts that I didn't used to love. Um, I appreciate that people under 35 don't have cable subscriptions, that they do have Hulu and Netflix. I appreciate that. I appreciate, you know, that people are willing to live cheaper so that they can, you know, live the life that they expect. You need to be a little bit on the careful side on that, of course. One of the things I want to talk about during this hour is divorce. Divorce at any age, it can wreck your finances, it can wreck your emotions, it can, it can hurt. Trust me, I know. I made the huge mistake of getting married after all my 20s, just dating great women and not getting married. Just Maybe I was fearful of marriage. And then I guess my biological clock was ticking. I got married and it lasted under a year. Now, you know me, I was smart enough to protect myself. I was smart enough to do it right, but most people aren't. There's nothing wrong with a prenup. There's nothing wrong with a postnup, especially if you brought assets to marriage. We'll talk about this and more as the show goes on. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Bloomberg survey. Dollar General. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. This is the time of year where kids are graduating college and we're hearing a lot of advice from, you know, people who give the speeches. I find that typically to be kind of cute. Jim Carrey yesterday recently talked about graduating and he said something along the lines of like, you know, I tried to be an accountant and I failed. So I followed my dream of being a comedian and I succeeded. The follow your passion BS speech, as I refer to it, do you know how many failures there are who tried to be comedians and tried to be movie stars? For every one of Jim Carrey's, there's thousands of people that fail. So I would say try to be practical. (laughs) Try to find something that you're good at. And then network the hell out of it is better advice than do what you love. I think it's dangerous and destructive career advice. And again, I'm just more practical, I suppose. We don't hear from the people that fail. We hear from the people that succeed at doing what they love. So there's very few winners in the world of following your dreams, whether it's in media, whether it's in athletics, whether it's in startups. So I know you have a dream of playing baseball, and you can spend the next 10, 15 years minor league ball, but 
that's not going to get you to where you want to get to more often than not. So I think you'll toil for years in mediocrity if you try to pursue something that you're not going to be great at. Just me. Sorry if I'm being a bit of a downer. Comes with my territory. SP 500's down, fractions, Dow's down 20, Nasdaq down 8. Let me know. CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, got an email for you. It comes from a man named Wayne. We have five grandkids. I'd like to set up a routine way to begin setting aside funds for them on a monthly basis. What suggestions do you have? Um, well, first of all, what does he want to use the funds for? If it's for education um, and they're wealthy, one of the best ways to do that is a 529 plan. Okay. So Talk to parents. Yeah. Well, no, the grandparents can set it up for the kid. Okay. Um, it still does, It could still show up for financial aid, but it usually ends up better if the grandparents own it than the parents. Interesting. Um, and usually if you set that up, you want to calculate it so that the grandparents are using the 529 plans to pay for the later years of college so it doesn't mess up financial aid in the early years. But with that said, there's three good no-load options. Um, there's Utah, Nevada, and Alaska are my favorite no-load 529 plan options. California's is actually better now, too, that TACREF took it over. And a lot of people think of TACREF as an annuity company. This yeah. isn't an annuity. Um, so it's an actual no-load product. Um, they bought Nuveen Investments, by the way. So they're getting in the ETF world, closed-end fund world. Um, anyway, so th- what's great about that is that as long as it's used for secondary education, there's some overseas colleges and some, um, what do you call it, secondary education that's not college options, like um, and, uh, some culinary things, things like that. You can find about 529 plans at uh, savingforcollege.com. Um, and what's great about it is if you have a large estate, as long as it's been five years since you set up the 529 plan, it's out of your estate for estate tax purposes. Okay. So not only is it tax-free growth in no-load funds as long as you use it for education, secondary education, but if you pass away and you have a huge estate, if some of your assets would typically get taxed at 35% plus on the estate tax bracket, the 529 plans won't count against that. And you can get five years' worth of gifting at once. So you can actually get a lot of money out of your estate but yet still control it. So if the kid becomes a punk, um, doesn't go to college, does drugs or whatever, you can change to different grandkid. You can uh, pull the money back into your state if you some reason need it. You'll pay a 10% penalty in taxes on the growth, but uh, you can still control it. So it's, very, it's one of the very few estate planning tools, one of the only ones, that you can get it out of your estate but still have complete control of it. He had another question inside of it, 529, so you kind of okay. answered that. UTMA is the other way to do it. Or, does anyone still use UTMAs? Yeah, I have one for each of my kids. For Why? their Well... It's it's to teach them, so if they want, they get involved in saving, and they're able to electronically transfer from their bank account to their TD Ameritrade account, and we I have them actually go in and make the trade for buying the ETFs that they want to buy. And so it's their money. I tell them that, you know, stock market money is not, my younger ones have trouble understanding it. So what am I going to get this year? I talk to them about dividends, and so what? how much am I going to get this year from it? And you have to go through the market's positive 70% of the time. You will get dividends. You want to reinvest those. Stock market money is five-year-plus money. It's not tomorrow money. It's saving for your car. It's saving for your first house. And it allows them to log on, see how that works, see things grow or change in value. You know, have them log in once a month, not every day. So you don't want them to get in the idea of that investments are a daily issue. But UTMA accounts, it'll, it'll give them a handle on their savings. It becomes theirs at 18 to 21, depending on the state. How about for this grandfather who's trying to save for his kid's 529 or for 
ETFs. Mm-hmm. How about, does he get anything out of it? Can he get tax savings for himself? No. Um, certain states, like Oregon, okay. 529 plan contributions have state tax deductions. Um, but no, in fact, if you set up a UTMA until the kid's a certain age, you're going to get taxed on it. So it's, it's, there's not really a tax savings vehicle for it. Um, a lot of times, though, Rob, if a grandparent wants to set up only like 50 bucks a month in systematic savings, don't do a brokerage account. Just go to one of the no-load fund companies and set up a mutual fund contribution like a T. Rowe Price, a Vanguard, whatever, because then you can do it right out of your checking account. It goes into the mutual fund, and there's no trading. There's no physical act of having to go on and trade okay. like a brokerage account. So if you want to keep things really simple, and you're not, you're not going to have the kid going on making the trade, just go. That's when no-load index funds make more sense. Can, you, can your oldest son yet sell orange juice futures? Not yet. That's a good one. I'll have to give that a shot. You should. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. And teach him to check Florida weather, right? And Absolutely. Based on that. And hurricanes and freezes. Yeah. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. CEO pay up large again. Mamas, if you can't teach your kid how to throw a left-handed curveball or how to hit left-handed, uh, if you can't teach him how to throw left-handed, by all means, teach them to become a CEO. For most CEOs, big companies pay is rising moderately, and awards are increasingly tied to future financial performance. But not to all of them. Um, at 300 large publicly traded companies, it's found in a survey that the top 10% by pay earn 23% of total compensation, while the bottom 30% accounted for just 13%. Three highest paid CEOs, Larry Ellison from Oracle, CBS's Les Moonves, and uh, Liberty Media um, tied into that as well. So, pretty impressive being a CEO making $76 million, Mr. Ellison. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Take a break. We'll be right back. Your wishes carried out with proper planning to... You're trying to say, oh yeah, it's business time. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Little flight of the Concords, business time. It could be his theme song, but I won't go there. Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Okay, I'll go there. Jeff, can this be your theme song? (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. It's business time, baby. Um, Not a lot of economic news today for us to talk about, is there? Not much. I mean, the, the economic calendar has been quite light over the last couple of weeks. I mean, we had durables yesterday, and we'll get uh, a better look at GDP tomorrow. But uh, the big stuff comes out next week when we get another report on the employment data and, and you know, get a little bit I- a better idea of how the second quarter is shaping up. So right now we have an economy that doesn't have a lot of economic data at this point. We're heading into summer. Memorial Day just came and left. So we're there. Are you worried about a summer slowdown or as I think the media has been portraying it, there should be a slight Goldilocksian ever so slowly 
not too hot, not too cold pickup in the labor market? I mean, the, the, the trends are looking better than what we saw, uh, especially in the first quarter. I mean, the, the initial claims levels have come down. We're, we're in a better spot. You know, we should see more 200,000 range job growth as opposed to the, uh, you know, 100, 150 that we were seeing in the first quarter. Uh, in that respect, things are looking better. Uh, the pickups is slow. Um, it's not coming from uh, medium job gains. It's coming from more low, lower uh, wage growth. But it's still, you know, an increase in, in aggregate income for the whole. So overall, things are improving. It's just improving at a very slow and tepid pace. I think we've heard from the financial media that Janet Yellen's concerned about the housing market a hesitant housing market, a housing market that's seen a lot of professional investors, a lot of cash investors, but not a, a wide sampling of the U.S. people, you know, jumping into the housing recovery. What are your thoughts on Yellen being concerned, and what are your thoughts on housing and the recovery She's that right. is or isn't? I mean, okay. if, you, if you look at the trends, I mean, you've had the growth in, in the housing market over the last year or so has been mostly because of uh, strong gains or strong purchases of distressed properties. Now that the number of distressed properties, the supply of it is gone, there just isn't the uh, back-end first-time homebuyers or repeat homebuyers uh, in the market. So you're having a slowdown in, in purchasing, and you're seeing it in mortgage applications. You're seeing it uh, in the actual sales themselves. And part of this is due to the you know price gains because there's been uh, such a strong you know move over from distressed to uh, non-distressed that uh, you know people aren't willing to pay what you know the going rate is for a non-distressed property and it's causing problems. Uh, and unfortunately, there's really nothing the Fed can do about it. You know, the Fed would like to you know try to encourage people to buy. But right now the 10-year is at 2.5, and it's been trending lower, and that's reducing mortgage rates, but that's not doing any uh, effect on uh, you know, getting more people to uh, step up to buy a house. That 10-year treasury, I think we should talk about it a little bit. It's at a year low. Um, that, to me, and again, I grew up in the world of money and investing, that if it's under 4%, you buy stocks. If it's over 4%, you buy bonds. Um, it's almost stupid, but it's been under 4% for a long time, and the stock market continues to rock and roll, so to speak. Um, thoughts on where the 10-year is, and maybe even add a little color on buying stocks versus buying bonds. Add a little color to my commentary. Well, and the 10-year is at exactly where it should be, according to economic models. I mean, you have a low-growth environment. Um, the Fed futures um, do not suggest a pickup in uh, interest rate hikes, you know, anytime soon. You know, on, on Friday, we're closing on Friday, they expected in, uh, you know, the first rate hike to take place in, in July 2015, and they still expect rates to be below 2% um, by January 2017. You know, that, that's not an environment that shows strong economic growth. I mean, if you, if you saw growth, you would expect the Fed to have picked up, uh, you know, interest rates much faster uh, than that. And if you look at inflation expectations, you, you know, they're flat and, or downward trending even. And, you know, that's telling me that the bond market and the futures market are both saying we're in a low-growth environment, don't expect high rates. And if you think that the 10-year is a, uh aggregation of inflation expectations and Fed futures, 
then there's no reason to expect a you know three percent or higher Fed funds rate, or sorry ten year rate. You know, it's just not there. And we're in this this spot. You know, until the economy starts picking up. Uh, or we get notable improvements, you know, we shouldn't expect to see much growth out of the long-year uh, long bonds. Now, for picking stocks or bonds, it's generally not my forte, but, I mean, what, what you're saying is not necessarily wrong. I mean, the odds of a return, um, you know, in the stock market higher than 2% is much greater, you know, <laughs> when, when it, at this point, you know, you'd expect to see, you know, some momentum in, in uh in businesses, so you'd expect some momentum in, uh, you know, in stock prices. You know, that being said, when it hits 4%, you know, I don't know if that's necessarily the magic cutoff point, but you could make the argument that uh, it's harder to make a return that, that beats treasuries at, at 4%. What else are you working on right now, Dr. Jeff Rosen? You are the chief economist at briefing.com. What are you worried about or what are you seeing in the economy? What are you working on? Uh, I'm trying to get a grasp on, you know, how consumption trends are going to play out. Um, there was a study put out by the uh, New York Fed this morning that talked about, um, you know, new changes in, in credit demand, and basically they wanted to see if uh, credit, or household credit, I should say, was being, um, you know, supply-side uh, uh, stunted or demand side, you know, trying to figure out where, where the demand is, is being uh, held at. And basically they were comparing it to the, um, the sorry, the, the loan survey data that the, that the Fed gets. The, um, so basically the loan survey data was saying that banks were loosening lending constraints, allowing more access to buyers. But on, you know, this demand side uh, report that they looked at, they found that, yeah, for you know, if you're not credit constrained, if you have a high uh, credit score, you know, banks are more than willing to give you loans today. It's just people aren't demanding it. And those that needed loans, uh, lower credit scores, especially those below 680, are having a much more difficult time finding access to credit. So, you know, we're having a trouble getting this growth in, uh, in consumption, you know, and this pickup in terms of an acceleration of an economy. And, you know, we're seeing that supply of credit is being uh, one of the problems. And if you then take that into some of the inequality arguments that you're hearing over the last few weeks, uh, and I put out a a report on briefing.com last week that showed uh, how wage inequality has changed from the Great Recession, you have more people earning uh, lower wages than they did prior to the recession. So essentially you could say that their credit scores are probably lower. So the people that were more middle uh, wage earners are now making less wages and their credit is constrained. So you're not going to see a big pickup in, uh, you know, durable goods purchases and whatnot because it's just not available to the, you know, to the people that are, you know, are finding jobs in this environment. Inflation expectations. Are we worried about them going forward? Uh, Because, I don't know. Things in my life seem to be cheaper, um, you know, TVs and things like that. But then again, vacations, not so much. Um, so maybe I'm eating my own words, so to speak, Mr. Rosen. Uh, inflation seems to be a little bit more of a problem than I'm thinking it is. I, You know, we're seeing a lot of food inflation right now, and yep. you're seeing it, uh, you know, it's pretty apparent. And, and we have a lot of good reasons for that. I mean, you had a massive drought out west. Uh, last year, you had uh, droughts that caused um, cattle herds to be cold because 
farmers couldn't afford to feed them. So you end up with a smaller supply of cattle and, you know, current and fresh, you know, vegetables coming out of California areas are uh, lower yielding than they did in the past. So we're, we're tighter supply than normal, which is increasing prices. You know, in general, though, and prices have not gone up uh, nearly as much as what the food prices have done. You know, they've been more tame, uh, very low growth. And I think that's the environment that the Fed's taking a look at, especially, you know, when they consider that, you know, their core, you know, so to speak, price growth. So other than, the, you know, the, this food problem, which is a big problem, especially for low-income households, uh, I don't think inflation is, is much of a concern. I'm not much of a, I'm not a low cost household. I'm not, I'm, I'm doing okay. But I recently saw a couple steaks. I've been to two restaurants recently, two $44, $45 steaks. And I stopped. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Does inflation tend to take care of itself? Like maybe price of meat will come down if enough people like me say, you know, gas is too high, I'm staying home. Or meat is too expensive at restaurants, I'm not going to buy. Is there a natural way of inflation slowing it down, itself down or will just someone pick up the slack? For food prices, there's more of a supply and demand of domestic changes. So if, you know, people switch to pork products, for example, over, over steak, you'll generally see prices decline, um, you know, gradually. If you look at gasoline, you know, a lot of that is priced, uh, you know, due to overseas demand, you know, or global demand by itself because it's okay. very easily moved around. So, you know, if you stop driving, the odds that, uh, you're going to see a big shift in, um, in gasoline prices in the near term are, are pretty slim. But, uh, you know, food, it, it's more of, you know, you really have to look at how the weather is affecting yield growth, yields. And then looking beyond that, what, uh, you know, what happened last year? What was planted last year? So, okay. you know, farmers tend to look at prices of today and think that they're going to be at that price tomorrow. So they bulk up on that. And then, that, you know, there's too much supply of, of that good. And Thanks. prices come down the next year. Yeah. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist with Briefing.com. Dr. Jeff Rosen, you can find him at Briefing.com. Strategies and Solutions. The To Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. I so wish I had a longer show. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Mike Shields. I use that six o'clock hour because I got too much to talk about. Renting. It's not so bad being a renter. You spend less on utilities. You're not responsible for maintenance or repairs. You don't pay property taxes. You're likely to have less debt. Renter's insurance is less expensive than homeowner's insurance. It keeps you free and mobile, so you can change careers and jobs pretty easily. You can live in a better neighborhood than potentially owning a home uh, would get you into. You're financially stable. You know your costs. You can enjoy modern amenities and luxuries. You can be close to work, like I said. Um, it's easier to re- redecorate. With that said, a lot of people don't want to be renters, and I get it. A couple other things um, that are out there, stories that I want to get to, and I'm rushing through them right now, is there's some sort of beer, ah, beer, story from 2014. It's summertime. There's called 
Shandymonium is going on. Do you know what a shandy is? A shandy is a beer, a lager beer, and a lemon soda mixed together. It's a big staple in Europe. And yeah, I don't like Italy. But i got to admit, some European crossover beers do work for me, right? Summer Shandy now accounts for about 50% of Leinen Krugel's total business, and the brewery is looking to keep the Shandy momentum going. Um, beer drinkers like a different flavor here and there, I've I, I got to admit. So, um, so Shandy beer is a big thing this summer. So if you haven't heard about it, you should go to the water cooler today and go, hey, uh, you want to stop for after work and have a Shandy? And maybe they'll think you're cool, right? And that's really what the world's all about. The Apple iWatch is now not confirmed, but supply chain sources have seen what looks to be a watch that's round. A lot of people are expecting it to be rectangular. Now, Apple's been working with their icons in the last year to make them more roundish. So maybe it makes sense. There will be models of the iWatch, probably one for women, one for men. It sounds like Apple's growing confident in the success of the iWatch. Apple makes uh, the forecast for the iWatch for the back half of the year, 18 to 21 million. That's up from 15 to 20 million initially projected to go into production. Now, again, that's awesome, right? I own shares of Apple. I couldn't be happier. Look at me right now. I, couldn't, I look like a bride on her wedding day. I'm, I'm absolutely glowing. SP 500 is up fractions. Dow's down 22. NASDAQ's down 5. First quarter bank earnings slipped 7.7%. That's not good. Oh. That's all I got for you. Um, we want those bank earnings to, to move higher. Now, again, a lot of it's built in because banks have a lot more visibility and then say perhaps Google does. Google's building a car with no steering wheel. Awesome. You know why I like that? Because old people run over, old people who are blind and demented and can't see, well, I guess that's blind, and can't hear, they shouldn't be driving. We should have something in the world to allow our old people to go out and get their drugs and to get their restaurants. But they shouldn't be driving. Now again, how many times can I talk about old people like driving off of a, a wharf and killing people in California? Yeah, it, it happened. And maybe I'm being a little bit mean, but I can tell you my mother. She, um, she shouldn't drive. There's no way. But she should get to the drugstore. So hearing that Google's developing a car that doesn't have a steering wheel is awesome. Uh, now, again, it's going to be used a lot like on corporate campuses. Maybe the best way to think about it would be like as a, a gondola type of relationship and not necessarily taking you to and from work, but taking you around work per se. Um, Starbucks, testing a new market croissant uh, burger with alcoholic beverages at La Boulange. Again, it says Europeans. I like the French. Not so much the Italians. What can I say? Again, my boss is dying. Just so you know. It's a joke, ladies and gentlemen. It's a joke. Tesla got a Green Car Guide Award, a AAA rating, as did Toyota RAV4. Southwest Airlines, stock is at a record high. You don't typically say that about airlines, but this is a new age of airlines. And 10 years ago, I said, I don't like airlines. 20 years ago, I said, I don't like airlines. 30 years ago, I didn't say anything because I wasn't doing radio. But today, I'm like, you've got to make a case for they're part of the economic recovery because they're a lot smarter. 
anytime you vacation now, you're like, okay, I paid for my ticket. It was a lot. Now let's just go on vacation and have a beer. And you get to the counter and like, uh, check bags. Yes. How many bags? Three? $75. Thank you. What? And airlines now are doing a lot of things on check bags where they're not making as much money year over year. But maybe that's because they're now saying if you have a credit card with us, you get your bags to fly free. Hmm. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't get that 18 to 25% credit card unless you're going to pay it off every month. With credit cards that pay you back, I save that money. It's part of my retirement nest egg. It's tough because I say, ooh, I've accumulated $600 in cash. Ooh. But I still just take the check and I put it into a retirement account. It's It would be easy to say, honey, let's go to the most expensive restaurant tonight and use our rewards. Let's fly to... Let's fly to Hawaii and, and rekindle our love on the, on rewards. Like, what's better than free flying? See, free flying doesn't work for me. Like, I, I'd rather not have that, like, indulgence. I'd rather have the cash. And then when I go, honey, let's fly to Hawaii to rekindle our love, it comes out of pocket, and then at least I get a bitch and moan about it and, and make life miserable for everybody in the process of rekindling our love. Right. Speaking of rekindling our love, you got to wait 22 hours to get back to me, baby. And you better start working your way back to me at this point in time. Don't forget, if you can't wait and you need a fix, there's a podcast at kdow.biz. It's kdow.biz. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, Facebook group page, Cron4, Rob Black, or I Hate Rob Black. Let's take a break. See you in 22. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.